Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, we are remote due to the snowstorm in Chicago. It is stupid for us to go on the road, so we are doing that. Um, we will have no video this week because we're doing it you know, remote. We'll get back to that later. We're getting some people to help. A little technical difficulties, but we'll figure it out. Um, this week, though, we have the full gang studio or um, with us. Uh, we are going to talk about what's going to happen with the Bears. You know, now just put on your tinfoil hat and we're going to conspiracy with it. Is Aaron Rodgers coming to the Bears? Do I have to like him now? We'll talk about that. For timeout, we got stock surprise with GameStop. We'll talk about that. Gotten a lot of text about that. And then for timeout, we're going to take a little bit of a prop bet. What's the number one prop bet placed on the Super Bowl every year? The color of the Gatorade poured on the coach. So we're going to be doing our favorite Gatorade flavors. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. Let's take it from the, uh, from the tippy top there. Presents Beer League. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Um, how is everyone doing? The snow sucks. I had, I'll start off, yeah. I had uh, garbage duty at my condo. So I had to take out all the garbage and recycling bins for the entire uh, building during the snow. Uh, that sucked. It was cold. I don't own gloves right now. Wait, you have to do it so for the right? whole building? Yeah, I do have to do it for the whole building. So you do it every six weeks. Um, I've never heard of like, burns or so you all like decided to, to take turns. So you only schedule? have to do it once a week or once every six weeks. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not on the condo board. I rent. I don't own a place. So it's just, they do it where it's like, you have to take out all the bins. Um, so yesterday was our boat. So we had to take out all the recycling and garbage. That sucked. It was terrible. It was so cold. Um, slipping all over the place with the ice, but we got it done. Um, shout out to my mom, Kathy. It was her birthday yesterday. Um, happy 60th to her, uh, little news on how she's doing. She's doing great. Um, treatment is going very well. She's in very good spirits. And like I told you guys, it was like a Christmas miracle. She was supposed or she was able to come home from the hospital on Christmas day. It was like a birthday miracle. She woke up for the first time with absolutely no pain. So that was huge. And it's like the most amazing thing to hear from a son is just like your mom. I I talked to her a couple of times when we FaceTime with her. She's just, you know, so happy and, you know, not being in pain. So it was great to see her. Uh, My nephew turned one. So we got that going. Baby Jay. Shout out, baby Jay. Um, That was cool. He's walking now. I think I told you guys that's pretty nuts. Um, I got a question though. So he started walking after his first birthday. Is that late? Is that early? It's about the right time. I don't know. Is, it, is sounds, right it sounds time? early, and, honestly. That's pretty Cause early. I, Yeah. Because I was like, whoa. You've got an uh, aspirin on your hands for sure. That's pretty early for just over a year. Okay. Because I was like, whoa, this is awesome. He's walking. And then I was like, is it though? Or is he really late? Could be early, yeah. Yeah, so for I, I was freaking out. But yeah, uh, that was my weekend. Pretty good. How about you guys? Let's go uh, beer. This weekend was good. Um, it snowed right before it hit you guys. Um, so we got hit this weekend with it. I smoked a pork butt this weekend. It's It was exciting. Um, I did it Texas style, which was basically coating it in a bunch of salt and pepper only. And it was pretty good, but uh, I think next time I'm gonna make my own with my own rub with like a brown sugary stuff with it. But yeah, no, it was good. Other than that, like kind of chilled and watched football, and it was good. That's good, Nick. How we doing? I'm doing well. I'm gearing up for my trip to Colorado. Uh, leave on Saturday, so very excited for that. Going skiing three days. 
um, and then just like working remote and hanging out the other days. Uh, I turned 30 while I'm gone, so big birthday. Um, mm-hmm. And then this past weekend, what did I do? Oh, I got a... I got drunk on Saturday night for like the first, like really drunk for the first time in a while with my girlfriend and uh, another couple. And I actually felt hungover on Sunday, which like I haven't felt hungover. Like I haven't like gone from being drunk to then just being hungover all day. And I don't know how long. So um, I forgot how much it sucks. Like being hungover just is like awful. Um, But I really like drinking. So back to that age old kind of dilemma. So so that was and fun. you're getting 30 year old hangovers. You guys remember, like, we don't condone this on this podcast, but underage drinking allegedly in like college and stuff, you would be able to drink as, uh, as much as you want. Let's call it a beer. We're responsible. Mm-hmm. You'd wake up feeling fine. You can go run. You could go do anything. It was, it was nuts. Ready for another beer. Yeah. Go to yeah. class. Totally good. Yeah. And yeah. well, I figured out the adult way to do that is I take uh, activated charcoal pills before I start drinking or when I start drinking. You can buy them at like CVS in a bottle of like 50 for like 10 bucks. Um, and the charcoal just like absorbs all of the alcohol. So usually I wake up the next day feeling fine. I forgot to take it this time because I haven't been drinking very much. So it just slipped my mind. And I think that's what did it. So charcoal pills are the key. Interesting. Johnny, how are we doing? Good. Uh, this weekend was still kind of full hibernation mode with the lockdown and obviously the snowstorm, but uh, yeah, I didn't do too much. I watched UFC 257 on Saturday. That was awesome. I think that was probably the highlight. Um, just because I really had no idea what was going to happen in that uh, Poirier and McGregor fight, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit. But <clears throat> uh, Sunday, just watched football. And then yesterday, I ate Luminati's, which Lou Melnati's, not Luminati's, which uh, that's the end of that story. I just thought you guys should know. No. Jealous. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. That, it was that sounds wonderful. Yeah. I bet it was very What'd good. you get on it? What'd you get on it? Um, <clears throat> well, my usual order is sausage, uh, peppers, and no, sausage, onions, and jalapenos. Is that what we get? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah uh, that's what we get. Now we traded in the... Um, the onions for Roman tomatoes this time, just because okay. Keen doesn't like it, but still fucking awesome. Butter crust, delicious. That sounds still sounds so you, good. You added tomatoes. They already have like chunky tomato sauce. More Roma tomatoes. Yeah. Huh? That's weird as shit. Um, all right, let's move on. It's really not, topic. but okay. <laughs> it's tomatoes. <laughs> Just tomatoes, but yeah. Yeah, it seems weird to me because it's already chunky. I- I'm going to be here for the whole, whole time talking about this because I don't get it. Kayla likes the same thing. Anyways, um, all right, let's talk first. Let's talk about bears. So bears are done. Um, Packers are done. I know this is going to sound weird, but obviously we bet the Bucks. I'm not, I'm never going to bet for the Packers. So that whole game, I was just like, yes, yes. Like I didn't even care about mm-hmm. the money. I would just like, mm-hmm. yes, All lose, right. lose. Yeah. I want to drink your cheese tears. Like lose. <laughs> um, uh, that, ben, that, I want to say that game felt so good because of all the freaking Packer fans complaining about the refs. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. I'm like, Oh, cry me a goddamn river. Like it gets please. every call every time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they like essentially hold in every play, and now they yeah. start like getting some iffy things, stuff close calls. And then they start complaining, like, "Oh, please." The the so. only thing that you can really talk about this whole from the whole game is uh, they took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, uh, fourth and goal, down a touchdown to kick a field goal and give the ball back to Brady because everyone knows that giving the ball back to Brady in uh, crunch time has always been a good idea. Mm-hmm. It barely never ever failed, failed ever. The only time I can ever think about it failing is like the Eagles. And it's cause like they gave him with like 27 seconds left. Like that was crazy that they took the ball out of his hands. They kicked that field goal. I don't get it. Um, I don't get why I remember when I was watching it, I was like, okay, here we go. He's going to score the touchdown fourth. And then I, I saw them bring out the kicker and I literally was like, Oh, that guy messed up. He, isn't supposed to be on the field right now. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to call a timeout. I thought it was one of those things where it was like, wow, they're going to have to burn a timeout because some idiot didn't 
because Crosby didn't pay attention. <laughs> um, no, that's not the case. Uh, they blew that game. I loved all the speculation when he's like, I don't know what next year is going to come. And then he came out and said, no, I was just talking about other free agents. It's like, no, you were pissed <laughs> that they took the ball out of your hand. And it's, it was, it was so like mind blowing to me because everyone knows who the best player is on the Packers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because every draft you hear, Oh, they got Aaron Rodgers, no help. And then he still plays like Aaron Rodgers. So for them to take the ball out of his hands, was crazy because it made no sense because if they don't convert it, then the bucks are on like the six. So then they have to go the whole length of the field and get two, two first downs. Yeah. So um, you're basically playing uh, like a field position game by kicking Mm -hmm. that field goal. You you think you can hold them field position wise to like at least a field goal to get another opportunity to score. But like, you're already in that spot. Like, so if you're already worried about field position, like go for it on fourth, because that's the best chance you get it. Tying it there right now. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. matter what, I don't know what he didn't think about this, but no matter what they had to get a stop, whether it was yeah. that drive or another drive, they still had to get a stop. So you take the shot downfield. Yeah. Any sense. I'll tell you what though, if the Packers keep playing like that, go pack, go keep it up. Love what you're doing. <laughs> Looking good. So out good. It was, it was nice. Yeah. yeah. So I, oh. I have a confession to make. Uh, I thought about this long and hard and I actually placed a bet on the Packers, but I, but I have reasoning for it. I was thinking if the Packers win this, I'm going to be upset. And if they lose, I'm going to be happy. So if I make a bet on the Packers and they win, I'll be upset, but then I'll at least have money in my pocket. Easily the best $10 I ever lost on a bet. Oh, okay. Ten dollars. It wasn't a big bet. It wasn't a big bet. Yeah, I like your thinking there. I like that. I I still didn't feel good, but yeah. It's you know, never bet on the Packers ever. I feel like that's just (laughs) should be a rule for everybody. Never do it. Um, But can we just like they went to the NFC Championship two years in a row and they didn't get Aaron Rodgers any help in the draft, and like they didn't do any better. And now, like he's a year older, and they wasted a year. Basically, it feels like they wasted a year. And I mean, like, I mean, yeah, twelve and three record. That's it feels that's such a waste. That's it's like okay, great. Like you now, it's gonna. He's starting to get old now, and I there's even like Aaron Rodgers is even making comments about like he doesn't know what's gonna happen this offseason because he's. I think he wants to, like a new contract or something like that, which is wild considering they drafted a QB, traded up, drafted QB. So, yeah, you know, you know what they say, though, beer, spread the love, you know, uh, <laughs> hopefully you guys got that joke. Jordan love. Oh, yeah. nice. Spread the love. That's a good point. Uh, I missed a little bit. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> the other game. So the bills and the chiefs played. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take Juju Smith Schuster's saying and translate it. Uh, the chiefs is the chiefs. That's what they do. Yeah. They go down in playoff games where you're like, uh-oh, they might be human. And then Patrick Mahomes with one foot very clearly got a concussion, even though they said, like, it wasn't a concussion. It's like, yeah, I don't know if you know what a concussion is because when someone gets hit on the head and then can't really get up, it's probably a concussion. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, he's so good. It's crazy how good he is. He's amazing. Yeah. It's fun to watch. And I like the Bills, and I wanted the Bills <laughs> to win. Um, I like both teams, but I just felt like the the Chiefs have already been there. It just seemed like we bet on the Bills. It seemed like the Bills could keep it close. And then the Chiefs just came out and was like, I right, just we're the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs defense really did come out to play. Um, it's not like the Bills played terribly, um, but the Chiefs were able to take the at least the running game away like immediately so it was just yeah. one dimensional but um yeah god damn it beer i just i just think back to uh like two years ago when we lived together just me and you and my hot take was patrick mahomes will be the best quarterback ever anyone has ever seen ever and that was still a hot take at the moment uh-huh. <laughs> but god damn he is proving it after every single game it's just crazy like i don't know if it's because the people around him are incredible obviously tyree kill who is always open every single time. No, it's him. Travis Kelsey, who is 
that's by far the best tight end in the league who literally moves and has the hands of a, of a wide receiver or even Edward, Edward, uh, what's his name? Clyde Edward. Edward mm. Well, him, a fucking rookie who comes out and rushes for over a thousand yards. It's, it's just incredible. I don't know. Maybe it's just, everyone is just that good and there's just no beating him. He, it's just Mahomes just watching him. It's just, Every play just looks so easy. And think of this. Okay, think of this. Think of how good he is that he is on one foot, concussed, and they like, they're like, well, he's playing. Like, <laughs> shoot him up with Novocaine, get him in there as like a ghost. He's playing. And they're like, well, you know, you have two other quarterbacks on the team. Like, no, 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 we get that. He's better than sober he, Chad Henney. Chad Henney. <laughs> <laughs> But, but that's real. Like Chad Henney is technically a professional quarterback. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is so good that he could be this beat up, and they are just like, "Are you kidding me? He's playing because yeah, I mean, it's Super Bowl." No, 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 I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking about this championship game. Oh yeah. Uh, there's sometimes when I'm thinking like, like in the Jared Goff thing, I was like, "Man, Jared Goff just had surgery. That's nuts." Uh, Patrick Mahomes just got concussed and then is playing on one leg. And he's just slinging the ball. He's just slinging it. It's awesome. It's really fun to watch. Uh, let's do Super Bowl breakdown before we get into our Bears talk. And then the UFC. Super Bowl breakdown. Let's just talk about what do you think – who do you think is going to win? I think it's really hard to bet against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are only getting three – or I'm sorry. They're only laying three points. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean – I, it might be the square thing to do. It might be, you know, what everyone else is doing is putting your money on the Chiefs. I don't know, man. When they when they went on that little slide where they weren't covering, most of those covers were over seven and a half points. Five of them were in double digits. You know, when was I that? I don't know. Uh, their last their last uh, their last eight games, they only covered one of them. Gotcha. But the lowest spread was seven and a half. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that was when they didn't have their starting running back either. Yeah. So it's just but like, again, I think it's hard not to think the Chiefs win this game. Uh, I think Brady, Brady's going to Brady. I mean, there's no getting around that. Mahomes is going to Mahomes. Brady's going to Brady. Um, the Bucks D is very good. We'll see how that holds up. Um, I just, man, I hope it's a good game because I love watching the Super Bowl. It's just so much fun. I just don't really see how the Chiefs lose. I'm trying to think about it, but it's just Andy Reid is a really good coach. Petra Holmes is studs. Lair's back. Kelsey. I mean, it's just, it just yeah. it seems like a team have, that you would fantasy draft. They have too and many weapons. Exactly. They have way too many weapons. And it's like you could think that um, you know, Brady's gonna be able to because he's been there so many times that he's got some sort of additional magic that he can have, but it's like the Chiefs have been won it last year. The Chiefs were in the AFC championship game two years ago. Like they they know what it takes to. I don't I I think there's almost no way the Chiefs don't win this game. Yeah. I I uh I'll do the opposite. I'll I'll go with I'll go with the Bucks. There's a couple reasons. Um this last game they shut down Patrick Mahomes' main comparison, Aaron Rodgers. That defense, they got after him. And then who got injured for the Chiefs last game? They're starting awesome tackle. So yeah, Fisher, same, right? Yeah, same thing yeah, happened yeah. to the Packers last week with Bakhtiari, or a couple of weeks ago with Bakhtiari. And then their backup was in, and they, he got abused by Shaq Barrett and Jason Beer-Paul um, with the Buccaneers. So, like, if there's anybody defense-wise that was going to be left over to take on the Chiefs to do it, like I was nervous because the Packers look so good on offense against us, against everybody that I was like, Oh my God, there's nobody going to, nobody can stop them. Then I walked in, I was like, the Buc- Buccaneers can do this. Okay. So if the Buccaneers can do that to the Packers, I think they might actually have a shot against Mahomes. but it all depends if they can like shut down the run and maybe pressure him with his like one foot, like who knows what could happen. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll lean, I'll lean <laughs> bucks with this. I'll go with the bucks just to, just to balance it out here. <laughs> I think there's a lot of opportunity. I think Tom I like Brady that. can keep it out of Mahomes' hands. I this could be a lot of this could be a way to a way for the Bucks to win this. I like that, but and like you said, if they run the if they shut down the run the run game, then maybe they have a shot. 
But then again, Mahomes still has three options downfield every time to just dump the ball, no matter what. So I just, got I good linebackers. Good linebackers for the Bucks, man. Devin yeah, White. Yeah, they yeah. got they got fast dudes who can cover big mm-hmm. tight ends. And then like I just I don't know. We'll see. The biggest thing is gonna be if Brady throws up another Jameis Winston stat line, three touchdowns, three interceptions, it's not gonna be a game. I don't see Brady doing that again. Um he on most of his picks, he was going for stuff. But you gotta like. Like he was he was going downfield, he was throwing, he was throwing some a little bit risky passes, but, you know, with really big reward because they were winning that game. Um, the D stepped up after two picks Brady had. They held him to three and outs, which is insane when you're thinking of, like, the Packers for the rest of the season. And that's why the playoffs are so much fun to watch. And it's like, yes, I'm so passionate about this because I hate, you know, I hate the Packers. There's only two <laughs> sports teams I hate in existence. And it is, the, it is number one, the White Sox. I can't stand them. Oh, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Liam Hendricks, by the way. Liam Hendricks. Being honest, I hate the White Sox, number one. Number two, I hate the Pack. Those are the only teams I really hate. Number three is the Red Wings, technically. Mm, Cardinals, dude. Cardinals, number one. Cardinals, yeah. I would flip. Yeah. yeah, I would flip White Sox and Packers. Packers, I hate number one. The only thing is Cardinals. Albert Poolhouse is a really good guy. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right. You're right. Played for the Angels most recently. Not even the Cardinals. Yeah, he's more an Angels that. player. <laughs> Let's be honest. When you think of the cart, or when you think of Albert Pulos, you think of his home run seasons with the Cardinals. Albert Pulos is a really good guy. I hate the Cardinals. Um, but I, I would say Cardinals are like fifth. I hate. Uh, I hate Iowa State number. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have the White Sox up that high on my hate list beer, so I'm. I don't. I don't I'm, have the Cubs that high. I mean, yeah. I hate the Packers. Like, well, beer. All our. I do not Cubs. like them. Yeah, I, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's tough. Like, I got a lot of shit for being a Sox fan, but whatever. But uh, I do not like the Packers. So, like, Johnny can attest. When we were at the Bears Packer game and we started talking shit, and there were Packer fans talking shit back, like we were screaming at them, like it was. It was so much fun. It was the Bears Packers game at home in 2018 when we just beat them and yeah. go to the playoffs. It was like, well, I've never talked so much shit to yeah. like <laughs> other like opposing fans in our home stadium before. So there's a picture I great. found of us two walking out right after we got into a huge argument with a few Packers fans. We should put actually yeah. we'll post that on our page. You guys should check it out. Uh, it's really funny. You can just see us cheating. Um, yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go to. Uh, Wait, real, 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 real yeah. quick. I have something I, I, I do want to say about the Super Bowl. Just to go back th- to that for a second, I have a conspiracy theory that Roger Goodell conspired with Tom Brady in order to get him to the Bucks for this exact scenario to happen or to, to really to any, uh, any mm. NFC team for this to happen because he saw Tom Brady with the Patriots and saw the two best, the, the best quarterback of all time and who, and Patrick Mahomes, who will likely be another one of the best quarterbacks of all time playing each other in the AFC championship and not in the Super Bowl. And he conspired with Tom Brady to get him onto an NFC team. So that way this exact scenario could happen where the old goat and the potential new goat could meet in the Super Bowl. The and passing I, of the court. Exactly. I have yeah. almost <laughs> no evidence to back that up, but I, I think it's plausible. I like that storyline though. Yeah. That's good. I like that a lot. They would be one and one in the playoffs though. Mahomes wins. Uh, first meeting Patriots won. Yeah, yeah. So they would they would balance out. I just yeah. So you gotta do it again next year. Fuck it. Exactly. And then he's just gonna keep going. Um Yeah. All right, let's talk UFC before we go into the Bears. And we'll head over to timeout. So for the UFC this weekend was UFC two fifty seven. The main event was Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. The co main event was Michael Chandler versus Dan Hooker, the hangman. Which is such a good nickname. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. That's like a really good nickname for a fighter. It is. Uh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. So for us, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the betting I did that night. Um, so for us, uh, we ended our season. 
we ended our betting season. Uh, we all put in, there's six of us. We all put in $150. We had a $900 balance. Uh, we, I made it all the way up to 2723. Okay. We made a good amount of money. We cashed out all of the profits and now we're just playing with our original balance. So that's what I had. So the bets aren't huge. So you're about to hear, and it's that's the reason why. So everyone made $300 right now, and now we're just playing with house money. It just made more sense because we usually like take a month or two off, and then we all put back in the $150, and it just seemed stupid this time. But so throughout the night, I went over to John's house. We were watching it. We had to buy it because uh, did you find it a legal stream, Johnny? Yeah, I did. I was able to find one. Wow. <laughs> uh, don't don't say where. Um, but so we we bought it, which uh, which was fun. We made a day of it. Um, so I wanted to do a parlay from the first fight to the last fight. Since we bought it, I was like, I'm watching the whole thing, so we're gonna bet on every fight. So the first fight, I'm uh, betting with Alex, and Alex isn't a really big better. Um, it was the Sarah McMahon versus Juliana Pena fight. Uh, they go into the octagon, and they're like, "Wow, like I don't know about our girl." I was like, "You know, have some faith." We had Sarah McMahon. Um, Sarah McMahon starts off real hot and Alex, it was like a minute into the fight and he's like, dude, our girl, let's kick the shit out of this girl. We already won this one. Do you guys want to play some darts? I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> you don't, you don't say that mid fight. He's like, dude, come on. That doesn't matter. I was like, well, you don't gamble. Oh no. Like, you don't gamble. That's like that Dr. Pepper fansville commercial. Like you never you never say that he's automatic. You never do that. Oh, that, but that's just like gambling 101. You never catch your <laughs> chicken before they hatch. I mean, this yep. is crazy to me. And so I start freaking out. Our girl gets knocked out in the second round. Uh <laughs> turns to me and I was like, all right, let's make another parlay. And I was like, stop with this Gucci stuff a minute in. So then I start betting for us as well. Um, I make another thing and the next fight is Amanda Rebus, and he Gucci'd us again. It was the first fight. Uh, he's like, dude, this girl, minus 330, like, how could she lose? I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, stop saying this. Yeah. Like, stop doing me like this. You're breaking my heart. And he kept saying, like, dude, there's no way it's real. Like, jinxes don't exist. And I'm like, how could you say <laughs> How do you say it? And then what does our fight, fighter do? 17-1 and one, gets knocked down the second round. That's what happens when you, oh, so it was nuts. So uh, I was getting real heated from that. And so, like, I went to the bathroom and placed our newest parlay. And I was like, I'm going to just do single fights and one big parlay, and I'm not going to tell him what we're doing so he can't go she has. So I bet on the last uh, five fights, we were all correct up until uh, the McGregor fight. So it was, like, 10 bucks to win, like, almost 1000 so instead of letting it ride, I decided to hedge it. And so I did put $100 on Poirier. Poirier ended up winning. So we ended up making a net of like 230 on the night, which is very good. Nice job. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the main event. We'll only talk about the main event. That's really what people want to hear about. Uh, Conor McGregor lost. He got knocked out in the second round. Um, the... The one thing that I will say about Conor McGregor, he's kind of changed his way recently where he doesn't talk a lot of shit uh, pre-fight. He's kind of been more like he's a dad now. He's kind of been, you know, pretty wholesome and stuff. But the man after a loss, I mean, you come on. I mean, you, you can't ask for a better person besides the Khabib one with the fight broke out in the ring, which he didn't start. But uh, the Nate Diaz one and now this one uh, – it's amazing. I mean, he is such a class act. Uh, I really liked both of these fighters. It's funny. Dustin Poirier is the reason I got into MMA. Uh, I saw him on an episode of MTV's True Life. I don't know if you guys remember that show. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. Was, it was MTV True Life. I want to be an MMA star. That must have been like, showed, like a decade ago then. Yeah. That show's still it was on. Like Dustin Poirier in like a trailer in a swamp. And he was like, I, you know, I want to like make a name for myself. And like, I was like, Oh my God, I got to check out. And like the ending scene was, it was like, if he wins this fight, he gets his UFC contract. And so like, I then transferred over to the UFC. And so to like see him at this big of a stage, it was huge. Like mm-hmm. when he won the, um, interim belt, 
over Max Holloway that was really big. And so it's very uncommon that I like both fighters so much. Right. So I didn't really know who I wanted to win. I thought Connor would win. Um, but, but he didn't, but it was a good fight. I mean, what, what's he doing wrong? Like why? Like I saw the replay of, you know, I didn't pay for the fight, but I saw the replay of, um, him getting knocked out and people are saying like, Oh, like he, you know, wasn't, he was getting kicked a lot in the legs and that was, that was hurting him. He's kind of transitioned more to like full on boxer since he's been doing the boxing stuff more often, but like, I don't know enough about MMA or about boxing to know what, what that is, but it seems like, you know, with all that, he's kind of like not plateauing, but just not, you know, crushing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of difficult to pinpoint exactly what it is. Cause I mean, just, just from watching the fight, I mean, you could tell his stance was a little different, his body language. He just wasn't as, I guess as relaxed as he usually is, he had his hands up more, which typically isn't a bad thing to do when you're fighting, but it just, it just seemed like really, really different. I I don't want to say he underestimated Poirier, but I also think he really didn't understand what he was getting himself into uh, with the stand-up game. He underestimated his boxing, I think was the biggest thing. So, um, and the the fact that kept like kicking him too. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Joe? The main, the main reason I think he lost this fight, uh, just you know, watching it, I've watched it a couple times now. One, the leg, the leg kicks are pretty crazy because uh, getting kicked in like the calf. Like I've said this a lot of times. I think if you kicked me once in the leg, that the like a leg kick these fighters do. I don't think I walk for a month. I'm <laughs> I don't think I walk for a month. Uh, you know, but like there's a ton of nerve endings in your calf. You got kicked in the calf. Could have. I mean, he was walking with a cane after, so you know that yeah. leg was definitely compromised. And then it came out today that he actually got suspended for six months because of how bad his leg is injured. So that's a big thing. But the and wow, he kicks for that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> the biggest reason why he lost this fight, though, is he is used to being the bully in the brawl. But Dustin Poirier, in these six years. Since, since the last he moved fight, into move one fifty five, since he moved up to one fifty five, he is like the brawler. He loves just standing there slugging it out. Conor McGregor is not the best of that because his speed is one of his best things. So when they when they were up against the fence and they were slugging it out, you know that's now where he does good. And it's just he was clocking them with uh, some of that good power left, and it's just Poirier was kind of eating it. And I uh, I think I think Poirier wanted it more. I really do. 100%. I think, I think yeah. he was just like, this is this is mine. This should be for a belt. Um, yeah. Overall, that was a good fight. I don't think it really like takes any stock away from McGregor. I think uh, Poirier just, I mean, they're one and one. So he has all these things now where he could do it, run it back. So I don't know. It was a good fight overall. I really like the way he handled it. I love when people lose, but like they don't get too down and they, I like that he did all his interviews. He stayed in the octagon, did all that stuff. I like that. So, so is McGregor now have to move on to boxing Jake Paul? Is that is that his only next step? No, I mean, dude, he still made twenty million dollars, <laughs> and like he's still Conor McGregor, like fucking twenty million to lose. McGregor, twenty million. To lose. One of the reasons, yeah, I would say one of the reasons too. He hasn't fought since January of last year, whereas even Poirier had a fight in June uh, this past summer. Against Hooker, who is he had two fights was, this year. This was oh, his that's third. Right, yeah. So part of his co part of the co main event too, and that that was honestly one of the best fights I've ever seen. Personally, have you ever seen that one? Or oh yeah, I watched it. That was incredible. I mean, it was a slugfest all the way through, and I mean, yeah, you could tell just Dustin wanted it more for sure. But uh, to me, it seems like a reps thing. Like Dustin Poirier's fought end this year. You know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's. That's a ton. It's huge. Like you're getting into a cage and you're fighting, and the the rank he's at, he's not fighting scrubs anymore. You're not fighting like up and comers. You're fighting the best. Yeah. So and he usually makes it into like a, a crazy slugfest. So it's like when Connor tried to do it, Connor seemed like he was new with it or not new with it, but he was like, oh, I'm I'm brawling, and Poirier yeah. was just like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Just out of the ring of things, but yeah, we'll see what what happens next, I guess, but. I mean, do you think he he's considered the champion? I guess right now, if now that Khabib isn't, he's retired. Um, 
And Dustin Poirier has said there's really no one else that competes at his level at the moment. No, I think uh, if you think it's going to be Chandler and let's say the guy Olivier or no, I think Chandler fights for the title. Chandler looked too good. He came over from being a champion in Bellator. He's really good. Um, shout out to the stats guys on that because they said Dan Hooker was only three inches taller than Chandler. Uh, no, that's not, that's yeah. <laughs> like no way. Like Nick, it was like it was like how tall are you? I'm like six four. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're six inches taller than me. That's like what the height difference looked like, and they were like, "Dude, I'm telling you, it's like two and a half." Come on. Like, I don't think it's two and a half. Yeah. Um, I think he fights for the championship next. He really earned it. He's been doing really well. Um, Olivier, we'll see what happens with him. He turned down the fight. So yeah, it's, it's always weird for me, like when someone turns down a fight, it's like hard. I think from like the business aspect, it's like if you turn down a fight, why would I give you the championship yeah. next? Mm-hmm. You just turn down the fight. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. And that's that's me personally. I, you know, I don't know anything. I'm not a promoter. Um, the whole I, thing, I just hope Khabib comes back. That's just it. Yeah, we'll that's see. Uh, let's talk Bears. So I know that Beer came up and he said that he's got a little topic for us before we go into the timeout. So Beer, what we got? So I've got like a list of QBs I wanted to run by you that we could. Th- just, you know, this offseason, we're going to have Nick Foles. I mean, he's signed unless we trade him, which I don't think is going to happen. It's because there's a lot of dead money in this contract for us. If we do, basically, we're stuck with him for a year. Um, who else is going to be it? I don't think it's going to be Mitch. Based on the press conference, I they were kind of the only one person who gave him kind of like a nod was Ryan Pace. It's like, we don't know if we're done talking to him yet. It's like, OK, well, that's just Ryan Pace, like blowing smoke. Um, so I've got a, after they turned down his option. Yeah, like, it was turned down the option. They're like, but we don't know. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. It was after they turned down the option. They gave him one more year to, you know, prove it. And it just was, I mean, we saw what we saw. So, um, okay. So I want to go down this list. Obviously we got number one is Deshaun Watson worth three first round picks and three second round picks. Deshaun Watson did come out and say, though, that he'd rather play for the Jets. Than the Bears? Ooh. Or Miami. He said, he said no, over Miami, which Miami was oh, his and over spot. Miami. Gotcha. So Miami was his first spot. So he said he wants to play football? Just because of the new head of coach. Uh, what's his Robert name? Robert Sala. Yeah. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the old defensive coordinator from the 49ers. Yeah. Right. So, okay, Watson. Obviously, we would all take Watson. I even think it's worth doing that. Cutler. It's different than Cutler because Cutler was not a top five quarterback in the NFL. Sean Watson is a top five quarterback in the NFL. He, and we didn't have the defense that we have now, too. So, And he's entering his prime. He's 25 years old. So, right. yeah. yeah. Wait, um, so it's, it, sorry, it's three first round and three second rounds that we'd have to give that's up what for they want. That's what they want. That's so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's worth it though. He's so. Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously, that's that's a different scenario for every team, but I don't know for the Bears. Uh, I've given my yeah. take on it. I, I don't like the giving up first round picks. Yeah, it's just. It's, I've also said this before. If the Clue Mac wasn't so fresh, I would have a different opinion. I really think. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough sitting through without first round picks for without Clue Mac, and I remember back to Jay Cutler. That was. That was tough those years after because Jay Cutler was getting murdered and we couldn't draft mm-hmm. offensive linemen. The highest we could draft him is in the third round, and we had high pay high. We paid a lot of money for our defense at that point too. So, um, number two, Dak Prescott. What do you guys think? I love it. I've been saying love that for it. the last couple of weeks. I like it. How's his ankle? Dak Prescott. How's his ankle? I think it's getting better. I mean, it's always <laughs> I <hope progressing>. so. <laughs> I mean, as of right now, like even it's with not- it getting better, I. Pay forty million. It was. What does he want? I don't know how much money he wants per year, but that's a that's a legit starting quarterback money contract. I don't know if we can afford it, but it would have to be some adjustments for the Bears to make that happen. But track. Uh, so Dak Prescott is a yes. Stafford. What do you guys think about that? Sta- Matt Stafford. If we could get him, I'm bi- I'm big on Stafford. I do like it, but I'm not going to lie. I was surprised. I was surprised. I, I'm kind of not. I mean, he. You know, he stuck with Detroit for so long and like the kind of like we're about to rebuild again. Like you can go try to win 
Like we're totally cool with you trying to do that. So I what think it makes sense. What would be for that? Would it be generally? I mean, he's he's a great quarterback and wasted his years in Detroit, which sucks. But at this point, what would be for him? The weird part about him though is you don't pay him what he's worth because he's a veteran of his caliber. Like you, you will pay him like an extra five million dollars a year because of Matt St- him being Matt Stafford. I'd say thirty-five million a year minimum. But I yeah. think he's considering the Colts, and I think that's a really good fit for him too. I think that's a really um, good fit. It, it's it's so good. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I just think it makes the most sense. What about Alex Smith on a one year bridge deal? No, no. You got a bridge. Would, what are you bridging to? You got a bridge to something, you know? I mean, bridge to a first rounder depends. or something, or uh, you know, another good quarterback that's long term, not great. Okay. So hey, now. we can hope that all the mock drafts are being correct because they have Justin Fields going 11th right now. So we could possibly trade up to 11. Uh, I don't. I don't 11th. see it. I don't see uh, it. I love when Mel Kiper is like, he's going to go ninth, and she's like, he's not going ninth. I'm like, <laughs> okay. What about a uh, a broken Sam Darnold? I love <laughs> Sam Darnold. I've been saying it. I mean, he played it despite the bad coaching. He did not play well, the Jets. <laughs> but he, he has glimpses of actually being really good on such a shitty Jets team that I think if he has, because you want to talk about deflating def, or, uh, offenses and like where your defense gives up, their defense gave up on so many games. Yeah. And but he Alex also threw a lot of picks. So. Yeah, because just... tra- he was trying to make stuff happen solely by himself. If he comes to the Bears, I don't think he has that mindset because our defense is so good. I think there's a chance he comes in. He needs a change change of scenery for sure. Yeah. Um, it would be awesome if he came here. I think. Like, I think we give him to Nagy. If Nagy really likes him, you know, bring him in and then give him that one shot again to fix Sam Darnold. And if it doesn't work, then see ya. So it, it is so shitty though. Like some of these really good quarterbacks, they go hot or high in the draft, you know, top like 10 picks, you go to such a shitty team that it's like the jets, the jets particularly like, what the hell are they doing? I remember they they paid, uh, they paid Josh Bellamy 5 million a year to be a wide receiver. I was like (laughs) 5 million a year. I was like, that's beautiful. (laughs) Good for him. Special teamer. You know, he actually got arrested because during the pandemic, his, uh, his company, I think it was like, drip records or something uh requested money from the government for like the the covid aid and got a bunch of money and all he did was just like buy a bunch of shit and like like just do nothing with it never he basically committed fraud yeah just so josh bellamy is in federal trouble oh gosh (laughs) with the jets was when the coach adam keys or gays was telling them multiple times like i don't really want Le'Veon bell and they're like, F you, we're going to get out Le'Veon Bell for so much money. And then he's like, okay. And then he's like, I want this guy. And they're like, psych, we're not getting you that guy. Mm-hmm. I, I've always remembered like Adam Gase, say what you say about him. Um, he's not a very good coach, but it, it is something crazy when like your office is just not listening in the slightest. Like, I don't want this guy. And they're like, all right, we're going to overpay for him. Okay. <laughs> can we at least draft this guy? And like, yeah, totally. And then you draft a different person. And you're like, dude, what is going on? Like, what's like, why are you doing yeah. this? To the franchise? Like, we're the Jets. We're not like a dumb franchise. Like, we're the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just tough. It's tough watching really good QBs because I really love Sam Darnold coming out of college. It's just tough watching him go and and struggle and like be in this position because I still remember that Rose bowl game when he was a sophomore versus Penn state, it's USC versus Penn state Rose bowl. It was, it was an incredible game and he amazing performance. Yeah. It was like, welcome to the, welcome to the spotlight, Sam Darnold. I remember that game and I was like, it was awesome. So it's just tough seeing where he's at right now, but, uh, all right, I'll go one question though. Uh, yeah. did, did Alex Smith, was he a mentor for Patrick Mahomes when he was at Kansas City? Yeah, did for one year. Overlap? Yeah, okay. One year, yeah. yeah so maybe so in, Arnold and Alex Smith combo would be dope. That could work. I mean, 
that would that would be pretty cool to see Alex Smith come come on over because I've wanted him and I think he's pretty good. And this year he proved he could play. Um, and then lastly, Jimmy Garoppolo. What do we think about? See, that one's a hard time because he's a hometown boy. Yeah, he's a hometown right? boy. I yeah. don't want him, but he's a hometown boy, so it's a good story. Jimmy G, I like it. I want it. Let's do it. I just he, remember when I saw him at up. Dirty Nellies, I was like, oh, it's God, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when we played him uh, in high school, I remember we kicked the shit out of him. And I remember going to that game. It was one of the only games I ever went to. And I remember someone being like, uh, had a sign. It was like, Jimmy G, I want you inside me. And I, and I remember thinking, though, like, that was such a crazy sign. <laughs> for any time, but yeah, definitely for it, high school. It was like a shocking thing to put. It wasn't like a mom. A mom would have still been weird, but I would have been like, all right, it was better. A teenager. Jimmy G, I want you inside me. Yeah, whatever. Do you think he got lucky that night? I wonder. See, here's the here's the only fear. I've been talking about this a lot. I, I I think those are great options that the Bears will not even look at. <laughs> That's like my fear is like we're gonna be like, hey, uh, we actually traded the Steelers after they just signed Haskins, and we're gonna be like, what the hell just happened? Now we've got Ben Roethlisberger for a year of yeah. <laughs> just something crazy happens. Yeah. I don't know. I don't trust it. All right, let's head over to timeout. So timeout. Where? Where? Podcast. Oh. Uh. So the first one is a beverage one. Coke is coming out with canned coffee. Um, okay. I I personally don't drink coffee. I haven't drank coffee in almost six years. Um, I can't do any caffeine. You know, a little baby stuff. Uh if I did drink coffee, I would try it. So I'm not a coffee drinker, but I thought this was a cool thing. Uh, what, what, I don't know if you guys drink coffee, but if you do, what do you guys think about this? So what is it? Is it like carbonated? It's Coca-Cola with coffee. That's what it's, it's, like, like. it's like nitro coffee, basically. Uh, it comes okay. with three flavors, dark blend, vanilla, and caramel. Sounds like good flavors. That's yeah, it doesn't sound too bad. So I, I, I drink coffee and I, I recently have gotten back into you can get uh, cans of cold brew at Costco, um, which is kind of like basically what this is. And you pour a little ice in there, a little mix it with a little bit of water, and it's not bad. But initially, what I thought of, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but um, PBR has a oh, yeah. alcoholic oh. coffee that it's come out with. Mm-hmm. Which is just mind blowing to me that the 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 PBR people who haven't done shit in like 150 years since they first got that fucking blue ribbon that then they yeah. decided like yeah let's come out with like coffee alcohol so that like initially that, reminded yeah. me of this but I feel like this will be much better. Nick, quick side story: the reason I found out about PBR coffee is because uh, Kenny and Connor came over to my place. Oh yeah, and this is like pre-COVID, and they were like. Hey, we're gonna bring over some new beer, and so I was like, "Oh God, it's gonna be some disgusting IPA that I'm not gonna want to drink." And so they came up with a four pack, a four pack. <laughs> first of all, for two of them, a four pack. They're like, "You got other beers, right?" I was like, "Yeah, but like, why would you only buy whatever?" Uh, they came with a four pack of PBR coffee, and they drank it. And they're like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." And then we went to play beer pong, and they used it, Ugh. and they were like, "This is terrible." That sounds awful. So that's how I found out about it. I was like, that seems weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. This seems um, much better. I, the Coke does. So Coke what I bet I mean Coke Cola is like a I bet it won't make it anything bad. It's gonna be terrible. But people will buy it. Either way, it's good. Yeah. People have been uh, like so far, so it might be worth it. Yeah. The next one is Harry Potter is coming out with a live T or a live action TV show uh for HBO Max. Which is comical. What? Because I am now watching the movies for the first time. Oh yeah, you mentioned it last week. How far yeah. are you guys in? Uh, we just finished the Deathly Hallows Part One. Oh Whoa, wow! You got You're almost done. Holy shit! Yeah, oh. we're watching the movie at night. Um, there's a lot of downtime. It ain't no Lord of the Rings, but it's pretty good. The one thing I don't get is why do they need wands? 
That's like my big thing. I don't care why they need Uh That's just how it works. Well, like some of the wizards just use their hands, but other people are like, oh, my wand's broke. I can't do magic. You're like, well, if you're the greatest wizard in the world, learn how to use your hands. I, I see dog <laughs> wolves. Harry Potter universe, you're questioning the wands. You know, there's like dragons and magic and shit. No, I'm cool. With that. It's a fictional thing. I'm thinking it's so no, fictional. In itself, Why can't they just? I mean, Dobby's over here snapping shit. He's snapping wands off people's hands. But <laughs> Harry breaks his wand. He can't do anything. But he's supposed to be the greatest wizard ever. And All right, that's a fair uh, point. The last point I want to say is uh, Voldemort. He's like the pettiest bitch in the world. Like, he's <laughs> crazy how petty he is. Tom Petty. Wow. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah. He takes a lot um, of shit personally, particularly yeah. death. And he's obsessed with Harry. It's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's obsessed with a teenage boy. I mean, I don't know why <laughs> anyone doesn't think this is weird. It's pretty weird. It's very yeah. weird. Um, so, the, yeah, the new TV show, um, I bet it's going to be pretty good. Anything that HBO honestly comes out with, I think, a series wise, is always pretty good. I really do. Yeah, it'll uh, be it'll be really sick. I'm uh, I was just reading about it. it. Looks like it's in very early stages. It'll probably be a few years before they get anything out. Plus COVID, uh, but I like imagining a one of the Harry Potter movies as like a ten episode HBO be, uh, show. On, imagine yeah. HBO, which is like Game of Thrones. Yes. And like, like oh. dirty and dark and yeah yeah i mean yep. you can't have any sex because it's like kids and teenagers Adult. you know huh? yeah it's, it's hbo McGonagall and Professor Dumbledore. <laughs> it's hbo who knows well, anything is true. possible anything's possible you gotta think of what they did with game of thrones so if you've read any of the books all the kids are like 14 and so they just made them older for the tv show so they could have sex so yeah that's true um you could be like a, a nine a ninth year here he goes to Hogwarts at age 18. Hogwarts is now a college instead of it's, it's a college instead of a elementary middle high school. So it, yeah, Harry Potter College. Oh, Harry's man. living under the stairs until he's basically an adult, <laughs> and then he gets pulled out, out by a grown man. Harry Potter is the original <laughs> incel. <laughs> I want uh, I want the Hagrid thing to happen on his 18th birthday. Because if you're a wizard, Harry, he's accountable. Fuck. I'm playing my Twitch stream. I got Fortnite and I got Pornhub on the phone. I am not a, a wizard. Only fans. I started only fans. Follow me. Um, all right, let's get into our last two. Um... I can't, I can't be an OnlyFans. I'm just Harry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was too good of a joke to pass up. Good. No, uh, very nice. Very nice. By the way, I didn't know about this. It's good. Jake Paul uh, is officially fighting Ben Askren. Um, I love that they're like, wow, he's finally fighting a professional fighter. If anyone knows Ben Askren, he is strictly known for wrestling. And he is actually known for, I looked it up, there's an 11-minute YouTube video just called uh, Ben Askren, what he calls striking, and it is just him doing the worst boxing imaginable. So I love when people are like, oh, you know, he's fighting a real fighter. It's like, yeah, he's fighting a wrestler in boxing. So it's not that crazy. It's a step, though. He'll try to hug him the whole time. But from like a Jake Paul perspective, this is the biggest thing. Because if he wins, it's like, oh, I, I beat a fight. Then he could shut that argument down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's genius. I mean, so the then, Paul brothers do like, I, I saw Logan Paul just partner with Barstool. Um, that's so strange. It, it's crazy. It's like, love or hate these guys. They they know what they're doing, it must seem. I mean, because I remember seeing these guys on Vine. Okay, the fact that they're now fighting Floyd Mayweather and fighting Ben Askren is crazy. Uh, so good for you, Jake Paul. Get your money. Ben Askren, get your money. Um, the last one is GameStop. <laughs> what is going on? Yes. If you, if you know, you know. So do you guys understand what's going on? Like why the price rise? 
it's fucking crazy. Yeah, my roommate was on it and he was writing that. Um, do you like understand what's going on with it though? Uh, with all the shorting, uh, kind of. So I, I'm going to give like a very basic overview. I've gotten a lot of text from that. So yes, I do work in finance. Give um, the layman's term. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't work in equities. So I don't work in like stocks. I work in another sector that I, I'll keep, keep separate. Um, but basically what's going on is I'm going to just do like a, a cliff notes. Okay. So basically what happened is this guy uh, from Citroen, which is like a hedge fund, um, basically publicized his short position on the stock, which is short, very easy. You bet for the stock to go down in price. So you basically take out like a loan of like, hey, I want $1,000 of GameStop. Obviously, this guy was much larger. But if it goes down, I only owe you what it goes down, but you still owe me the full 1000 so basically what happened is this guy publicized what his short position was. It was a very large short position. And so Reddit, Wall Street Bets, took to this and was just like, hey, this is a uh, David and Goliath story. We're going to, you know, fuck over the big time player and we are going to just buy it. Everyone buy it. Everyone buy it. So the price goes up. And so with shorts, you have like margins. So on the other hand, so if the price goes up, you have to now pay that price. And the only way of really paying that price, if you're not like a huge firm that can actually pay the margin calls, which is if you're not like a big time player, it would be almost impossible to do. You have to then buy it. So you would buy it at the largest price, which then continues the stock to increase. I'm sorry if I'm being confusing. I'm just trying to make it really easy. So basically all that happened is, all these people is the largest shorted stock of all time because it's GameStop. GameStop is the company that you would bring in a game that you bought for $50 a week ago. And they'd be like, the best I could do is a dollar 50. You're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a scratch on you. Like, dude, I haven't even played the game. I haven't taken it out of the box. Um, so yeah. So the thing is, it is now going crazy. They've stopped trading on multiple times. Um, it is, in my knowledge, the largest stock impacted by the internet I've ever seen. It was at $8. For it to now be trading over $300 is crazy. For this to be many days in this. So a lot of people are like, oh, these short positions got to be screwed. Some are going to be screwed. Uh, I know a hedge fund that as soon as it hit $150, they had to liquidate all their assets for a hedge fund. I don't know this because of work. I just know this because you can Google it. Jeez. Um, oh, my God. So it is crazy like that. But there is rich people that then pick up the short positions. If you think that GameStop, as of right now, is a $300 uh, stack, that is absolutely insane. This is a very large form of stock manipulation, which is actually against the law. Um, the government is now actually working on like regulations for it. So you don't actually see this again. It is kind of crazy. Um, it basically started though, how this whole thing started was in August, a Reddit person on the wall street bets said that I'm going to take out all of my money, my life savings of $50,000 and I'm going to put it in GameStop. They put it in GameStop and then we started talking about how we everyone's gonna buy, everyone's gonna buy, we gotta raise the price to screw over this other guy while he is making millions and millions of dollars. So that one gentleman made $22 million in GameStop. Jesus he Christ. Now sold. He has now liquidated his position because they are options. And it's just like it, it it's it's cool because people say like Goliath lost, but but that's not the case. It's just the really rich are going to still make money because after this downfall, there will be, it's not even a bubble. It's not even long enough to be a bubble. Yeah. It's going to go down. And the only people that are going to be hurt from it is actually GameStop. The uh, mom and pop people that do like Robinhood investing. Yeah. They're going to lose like maybe the thousand dollars they put in. But I will say this, the, the greatest stock advice that you'll ever hear is this. If your grandma or your cab driver, or just like a buddy that doesn't work in the industry tells you about a stock, you're too late. <laughs> you're done. Yep. 
if you're if you're hearing it on beer league i'm sorry but you're too late <laughs> don't um, buy it yeah so that's it i mean it, it could still go up but i mean you're 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 really just playing a game it's like betting bitcoin at this uh this thing if you ever buy bitcoin <laughs> consider that money gone that's how i would say it uh let's go into our rank so this rank is gatorade flavors let's go out uh let's start with beer because i know he has that hard out so beer Flavors. So flavors. Here we go. My number four flavor is, and like I I remembered back because when I was younger, like growing up, like you'd play baseball and like football and like they'd have like the coolers and they would have the mixes of the Gatorade in there too. So I have that memory. So going back to number, number four, I have the, traditional blue Gatorade. I'm not a huge blue Gatorade fan, but I like it when you're, you know, I remember those young days playing sports and everything. Uh, number three, I have orange Gatorade, which is, I believe the one of the most underrated Gatorades out there. You think about orange Gatorade. It is incredible. It's a refreshing. It's wonderful. Um, number two, I have the purple frost Gatorade that, uh, I mean, I started drinking that in high school. That's when it like all came out. Um, I just remember that with like football practice in high school and then like water polo and swimming and whatnot. And then my number one all-time favorite Gatorade is the um, yellow Gatorade, which is the just the traditional, what was it? Lemon lime. Lemon lime Gatorade. Yeah. So I love it. I think it's so good. That's like, you know, what you see in the commercials. I just, I think it tastes amazing. I think it's classic. I think it's awesome. Uh, all right. Who do you want a popcorn to? Let's do Johnny. Number four, I'm going strawberry strawberry watermelon just because I've only had it once or twice, and it's very difficult to find. Um, and it tastes just like a Jolly Rancher. It's fucking delicious. Um, yeah, I just haven't had it many times, and anytime I see it, I'm going to buy it. Number three, I'm going Mango Extremo, which is the Mexican version. That they came out with a few ah, different varieties. Your two flavors don't exist in my world. I've never even... <laughs> Yeah, it's just a mango flavored uh, <clears throat> Gatorade that I always get when I'm in Mexico uh, once a year. It just saves me from all the hangovers, and it's my go-to. And I drink it more than water while I'm there, so it's become one of my favorites. Number two, uh, Cool Blue. Uh, it is one of the original flavors. It's awesome, but I also think back to high school with me and Jack Hegerman, where we're on the baseball team. Uh, we got sat on the bench because we were hungover. Coach didn't know that, but we were very hungover and we were not up to snuff to play. But that's oh, all wow. we did for about three hours was drink cold blue Gatorade, and it was awesome. <laughs> um, and number one is lemon lime, uh, for the same reason. It's just, I don't have a good story about it, it's just the best flavor. I love it so much. Uh, popcorn Joseph, all right. Uh, number Four is going to be Fruit Punch, Classic Red. It doesn't taste the best, but, like, that was the one I had most during sports, and so it just, like, I got good vibes when I see it. I'm like, ooh, like, we might be pouring this on coach. I might be slugging it after a good play. Number three is going to be Orange. The reason I have Orange on here, number three, it's very good, but my parents, my dad particularly, always got it for me when I was sick, so I just – Think of it as like me being sick, but it's still a good flavor. Number two is going to be Glacier Freeze, the light blue version. Uh, I've always just thought that hits differently. That one was one of the first to come on with like the cap that you had to like bite twist. That was awesome. And then my number one is going to be Blue Cherry. Blue Cherry has saved me from many of rough mornings. Um, it was always two for a dollar in Iowa, which is a steal for for the big 32-ounce ones. Oh, nice. That it is a amazing. steal. So, yeah, Blue Cherry, Glacier Freeze, Orange, Fruit Punch. Let's go, Nick. All right, number four. I don't know if you guys remember these, the Fierce brand. Like, they had the Fierce ones. There was oh, a yeah. Fierce Melon. Fierce Melon was one of those that w I, I don't think ever got the credit it was due, but it was it was delicious. Uh, that's my number four. Uh, number three, I got the classic blue. I don't know what the flavor actually is. It's just blue, um, blue ice or okay. whatever it is. I think is it dark? 
or light? Dark. Dark is cool. Uh, cool blue. Cool blue. Then yeah, okay. I don't know what fl- what that means in terms of flavor, but delicious. Uh, number two, fruit punch. The red, the go-to red. I love any kind of fruit punch. Gatorade, obviously, being the best. I feel like it has a little bit more good stuff to it than maybe like a Hawaiian punch or something like that. Uh, and then number one, lemon lime, just like you guys, uh, the OG flavor. Um, and I, I also had a last, you hate lemon lime. That's weird. I had a, uh, a last place, uh, anything purple. I absolutely hate it. It tastes like medicine to me. It tastes like, like cough syrup medicine. And it's always at the very bottom of my list. Ooh, I love that purple drink. Yeah. I don't know if I've had purple Gatorade. I'm colorblind, so that's... if it. I, I do. You're lucky. <laughs> uh, I thank you guys for listening. Um, like I said a couple, or last week, we got a lot of good things coming. We're very excited about that. We did create the YouTube channel. We're talking about what we want to have on it. If anyone has any suggestions, you can find us at Beer League Official, all one word, on uh, Instagram. And then it's Beer League Official on youtube uh we are now on spotify yeah we're now on spotify so you can listen to us on spotify uh we're working on getting on all the podcast platforms so get ready for that um thank you guys very much for listening and we'll see you next week peace out